Grand Canyon University makes earning your degree possible with over 130 academic programs for traditional campus students with more than 80 bachelor's programs offered online. GCU provides you with the personal support you need from complimentary unofficial transcript evaluations within 24 business hours to scholarships, academic support, and your GCU graduation team led by your own university counselor. Find your purpose at GCU. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu. Check the back seat. Check the back seat. All right, come here. Check the back seat. Gets in your head, right? Good. Because every year, dozens of children are forgotten in the backseat of a car by a parent or caregiver. All never thought it could happen to them. But with changes in routines, distractions, or a sleeping child, it can happen to anyone. Parked cars get hot fast and can be deadly. So get it in your head. Check the backseat. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. Welcome to Money Making Conversations. It's the show that shares the secrets of success experienced firsthand by marketing and branding expert Rashawn McDonald. I will know. He's given me advice on many occasions, and in case you didn't notice, I'm not broke. You know he'll be interviewing celebrities, CEOs, entrepreneurs, and industry decision makers. It's what he likes to do. It's what he likes to share. Now it's time to hear from my man, Rashawn McDonald. Money Making Conversations. Here we go. All right, welcome back to Money Making Conversation Masterclass. It's Rashawn McDonald speaking. Um, you know, you hear the word or renaissance man thrown out there. You hear people talking about uh, different levels of income simultaneously. Let me, let, me, let me throw out something. Film production, talent manager, restaurateur, celebrity chef services, real estate development. That's my next guest. His name is Jermaine Smith. Jermaine is a visionary, restaurateur, and celebrity chef in Washington, D.C., his restaurant based there is called Henry's Soul Cafe in an effort to serve the community. So he hasn't forgot about his community. Jermaine launched a culinary institute designed to train young people. Jermaine finances and produces films such as Strange Love for Amazon Video, Trophy Wife, and Dave Chappelle's legendary starring my man, Earthquake, for Netflix. If you had not saw that comedy special, please check it out. In that same vein, he manages his talent in the comedy space as a successful real estate developer and investor and consults for businesses across the globe. If he's not a money-making conversation guest, I don't know who is. Please welcome to Money-Making Conversation Masterclass, Jermaine Smith. How you doing, sir? Hey, my brother. How you doing, man? Thanks for having me. It's such a pleasure to be here. First of all, you know, I'll tell you how I met Jermaine. I'm on the phone with Earthquake, right? We just talk about comedy dates. Just comedy dates. Don't know nothing about restaurants. Don't know nothing about food. He didn't tell me he posted on social media. Because, you know, here I think I, I'm i a baker now, Mr. Smith. You know, I put my little cookies <laughs> on there, get my little thousand likes. You know, I be bragging. And then and then uh-huh. I find out. Then I start doing my research on you. I go, he do that, he do that, he do that. You know, you need your own Wikipedia page. That's what you need. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they've been telling me. So tell That's me, how, me, how, let's, let's start with the restaurant. Let's start with the, the culinary side because that fun, comes from your father. That's the little legacy yeah. skill set, right? Let's talk about this. And all yeah. this is in the D.C. area, correct? Yes, sir. In the Washington, D.C. metropolitan area, we call it the DMV. Uh, we have restaurants in Maryland and D.C. Uh, we've been uh, operating since 1968. My father started the original location uh, at 17th and U Street. We're still operating that same address, same phone number, same good food for 55 years plus. And um, I ventured out um, 
actually, I, I was a student at Howard University. And uh, in 1997, I ventured out to expand the brand, you know, using the education that I got, you know, from Howard and and from, you know, just being around people that were smarter than me. And uh, <laughs> wanted, to take, wanted to take take the restaurant to the next level. And so in 1997, I ventured out with my partner, Bernard Brooks, and, and um, we just went on a path just to, you know, serve good soul food. That was the initial thing. I was 23 years old. I didn't know what I was doing. But you, but you, but you wanted to do something, and then you had your yeah. father laid the groundwork as an entrepreneur, and that's what a yeah. lot of young African Americans don't have the mentors. Your mentor was right in your house; it was your father, yeah. and that's why. Is that the reason behind the Culinary Institute that you set up? Well, you know, my my dad always had a heart to give, right? Right, and and so it trickled down to me. You know, when I was a young kid, I I didn't understand how, you know, he had so many people that we had like a, a a credit board and these people would come in and they didn't have to pay. They kind of just left their slip up there. And at the end of the month when they got paid or got their checks or whatever have you, they would come and give my wow. father his money. Some of them never gave him his money, but he still continued to serve the public. Right. And mm-hmm. so you know, my dad was very humble, you know, didn't didn't show off. As a matter of fact, he didn't even carry business cards. Um, but he, his, his, his vision for people and his heart for people and understanding that, you know, people need to be served and, you know, especially someone like him coming from his humble beginning, you know, my dad picked cotton. Uh, he left South Carolina with 11th grade education, you know, coming here to make a better coming here in Washington, D.C., to make a better life, to send money back to his family back in South Carolina. So I saw those things as a young kid growing up. So it kind of, even though I didn't understand it then, you know, once I got grown and entered into business myself, I realized I had so many of his ways that weren't taught. They were just, I'll tell people this all the time. Your kids are watching everything you do, and they mm-hmm. will emulate imitate everything you do. A lot of times, you don't have to hit them on the back of the head. All you got to do is do the right thing, and they're going to catch on to that. That's that's so important because I always tell people because kids are born with a blank slate. You know, they know nothing. Absolutely. All they know is love, and they're asking for love. And if you show Absolutely. them and you nurture them, you know, uh, my daughter, she's 26 now, and people, you know, I tell her I love her in, in front of my employees. You know, it doesn't matter. She's And it's, it's so it's so casual the way we do it. People kind of look at us mm-hmm. like, wow, is that normal? Yes, that's normal. That's normal yeah. if it's something that you believe in. You And she's, she's used to hearing it, and I'm used to getting it back from her. And then when, I, when yeah. I listen to you, what you're talking about, you know, it, it kind of saddens me because in our community, all our young youth, our, especially black male youth, are just looking for a, a dream to be achieved. You know, right. a, athletics and music tends to be that number one because it's, it's it feels reachable. Education doesn't feel reachable because timelines are tied to it, but it feels reachable to go out there and, you know, cut a song or score a touchdown or even sell drugs. It feels very reachable. Well, Correct? Right. And, right. And, well, well, I, I beg to differ slightly because as I talk to our young youth, you know, and I try to stay connected to the young youth. Mm-hmm. I, 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 hire, I, I, I tell anybody I have more kids than any other black man I know because right. <laughs> I hire 15, 15 and 16-year-olds, and they come through 
not necessarily my program, but also my restaurant as employees as their first job. Mm-hmm. And a lot of them look at me, even when I was 23 years old, they were looking at me as a father figure. They were looking at me. So I had to, I had to walk a certain walk, talk a certain talk also to them. What I'm saying is that a lot of times our youth today have lost their vision for a dream. Right. Uh, most youth that I run into today, and you ask them, well, what do you want to be? What do you want to do? What's your dream? What do you see for yourself? Most of them will say they don't know, right? So, so a lot of times when we're when 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 they do want to become a rapper or a singer or an athlete, it's based on the things that they see the other rappers and athletes and and artists have. They base it on things that they have. have. Mm-hmm. So the the path is lost in understanding. I can get all of those things but I can get them through the talent that God gave me because God didn't give me the ability to sing. He didn't give me the ability to, to, to play any sport. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you this, watch this. I was a good, I was a pretty good football player, but I didn't have the heart for it. Right. I didn't have the tenacity for it. So therefore I knew that at the end of the day, there was another way to get to what God has for me. And you don't, you you would be surprised. I tell people all the time, it's not about the things that you acquire. It's about the things that you can make other people acquire. Yeah. Talking to Jermaine Smith, uh, film production, that's him. Talent management, that's him. Restaurateur, uh, Henry Soul in the DMZ. But DMZ, right? In the Washington, D.C. area. DMZ. And uh, Henry Soul Food. A whole soul cafe. Just go online, check out all that great. Because I'm a, I'm a website guy. I love to click the pictures. Ooh, that look good. Ooh, that look good. Ooh, that look good. You know. But of, of all the things that you do, you know, what, what do you enjoy? Do you enjoy the talent management side? Do you enjoy developing real estate? What are the top two things that really go? Yeah, I like that because you, you're talented in a lot of areas. You're successful in a lot of areas. So, so here's the thing. I, I never set out to do anything in particular. Right. I, I never set out to, you know, I, I became, so here was a funny thing. I was sitting up, I was at my, at my catering facility in DC and my wife comes out and she says, Hey, you got a call from the own network. They want you to do this television show called the great soul food cook-off. Right. And okay. Yeah. And I'm saying, okay, what's this about? And so they say, well, they've identified you as one of the eight top soul food chefs in the country. Now, watch this. I've never set out to be on any television show. Right. I've I've never even classified myself as a chef. I'm not classically trained. However, I can cook just about anything. <laughs> and of course, soul food being my wheelhouse. You know, it was it was fitting. So when I got the call, I, I really thought it was fake. And I really thought that they had the wrong person. And they said, no, we've kind of been watching you online. Um, we've been to your restaurant. Some of the judges from the restaurant, I mean, so, some of the judges that are going to be on the show have been to your restaurant, and we've watched you from afar. Wow. We kind of know what you're doing. And we would we think that you would fit this show. So we you know, we went through the interview process and and um they chose me as one of the eight top soul food chefs in the country. And you know, and I took it on my first show ever on that side of the 
film of that on that side of the camera. And, um, you know, I liked it. But, you know, I always, I can cook anything, but I, I like to cook for people. I never cook for myself. Right, right, right. And my next thing, you know, the next thing with the, with the talent, you know, as a as a young guy growing up, I was always I don't drink and I don't smoke. I don't knock it, but I just don't drink and I don't smoke myself. And so, with that being said, I was privy to be around a lot of talent comedians uh, first, and then um, uh, the heavyweight champion of the world, Riddick Bow. And mm-hmm. it put me in room. It put me in rooms that I wouldn't have been in. But because I wasn't the guy that was in there just for the good time right. and I was trying to learn, they trusted they trusted my opinion and they also trusted my vision on, you know, what they should be doing. And, you know, I wasn't about going to the club. And the next thing I know, I was advising. The next thing I know, I was sitting in rooms because I could talk the talk that they couldn't. Mm-hmm. Most entertainers, most entertainers aren't businessmen. And mm-hmm. that's okay. So why not have someone in the room that you trust like myself and someone that's not there just for a check. And I started being, Hey, that's my manager. Hey, that's my manager. And before I knew it, this was at 22 years old. You know, I had a very uh, lucrative career uh, managing R&B artists and comedians, and I had a communications company and that, <laughs> that those things. Five so so five, at 22, at you managing people, you're 23. Yeah. You you're spreading your wings with your partner, or with the, in the yeah. restaurant business. So, the word I come out is you're not afraid, and fear stops so not many afraid. people. Jermaine, fear stops so many people. So many doubters. Mm-hmm. If you want to speak to Jermaine, please call us at 404-880-9255. That's 404-880-9255. When we come back, mumbo sauce. Does that ring a bell, uh, Mister Smith? Does that ring a bell, mumbo sauce? That's, that's, that's mm-hmm. the sauce of the V. <laughs> when we come back, we're going to find out about mumbo sauce. If you don't know what mumbo sauce is, when you come back, you're going to find out. Straight from Mr. Smith. And since I do have a culinary expert in soul food, you're going to tell me and my listeners what exactly is soul food. We'll be right back with more Money Make Conversation Masterclass. We'll be right back with more Money Making Conversations Masterclass with Rashawn Mc. Hey, everybody, welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite in powerful conversations. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. I want you all to join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. In every episode, we gather a seasoned elder. But even with a child, there's no such thing as the wrong thing if you love them. Myself, as the middle generation... I don't feel like I have to get married at this big age in life, but it is a desire I have and something that I've navigated in dating and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations. I'm very jealous of your generation (laughs) that didn't have to deal with Instagram and Tinder. This is Across Generations, where Black women's voices unite, and together, you know how we do, we create magic. magic. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. Check the backseat. Check the backseat. All right, come here. 
check the back seat. Gets in your head, right? Good. Because every year, dozens of children are forgotten in the backseat of a car by a parent or caregiver. All never thought it could happen to them. But with changes in routines, distractions, or a sleeping child, it can happen to anyone. Parked cars get hot fast and can be deadly. So get it in your head. Check the back seat. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. Donald. You are now tuned into the Money Making Conversations, Minute of Inspiration with Rashawn McDonald. Hi, I'm Rashawn McDonald from Money Making Conversations Masterclass with your daily Minute of Inspiration. During a conversation with speaker, author, and motivator Lisa Nichols, she talked about why she pursues abundance versus wealth. I realize that there's a complete distinction between wealth. Wealth is a unilateral conversation around money and possessions. That's wealth. And while that's an indicator of some level of success, wealth is not the ultimate indicator of success. Abundance is. Um, abundance is not just a unilateral uh, uh, category called wealth, money, uh, and possessions. Abundance is uh, abundance in your relationships, abundant in ha- having health wealth, abundant in having spiritual wealth, abundant in having financial wealth. It's one category of a very large picture. You can listen to this full interview with Lisa Nichols. It's available on moneymakingconversations.com. Soul has picked up my TV version of this show called Money Making Conversation Masterclass. It's going to air. It should have been there. No, oh, thank you. It's going to come in January. I want to bring you back, man. I want to. Uh, I want to reschedule. You are a great storyteller, and you are the type of stars in this community that uh, I. That's how. I, that's what the neighborhood award was built on. You. It was thank built on so the stars in the community that that hire people, that motivate people, that build community, yeah. that let people know you can be that person too. That's what you are. You yeah. are a true hoodie awards winner, Mr. Jermaine. Thanks. And now thank before you so I go, you know, because I got a few minutes left, I want to bring back the the McDonald's documentary on the origin yes, of sir. the mambo sauce. So, please, please so up, again, update us all. Talk to us. Uh, Again, just doing the right thing, man. I get a call from McDonald's. I get a call from McDonald's. I'm in the restaurant working. And, and, <laughs> you should stay and, in that restaurant, Jermaine, because everything happens when you're in that restaurant. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, everything I've ever achieved came from came from the restaurant. Honest, I swear to God. So I'm in the restaurant, and and my cashier, she gives me a number. She's like, hey, this lady been trying to, she says she's been trying to get in touch with you, trying to call you, whatever the case may be. Well, she was trying to reach me through social media, and it was going to an area that we don't check. So long story short, I don't take any call lightly. I don't even know who, this, I didn't know who this person was. Anybody can call me, and I'm going to take the call. I'm going to answer the call. I'm going to answer the question, because I like to be an open book. Long story short, I pick up the phone, and she says, yes, I'm such and such from McDonald's. We've been trying to get in contact with you in contact with you now we're doing we're rolling out uh a sauce a mumbo sauce our version of mumbo sauce can you sign an nda sign the nda call it back she says okay it's with mcdonald's we're doing a mumbo sauce we're doing a rollout but we were told that you are a staple in the dc washington dc area and wow. you sell mumbo I say yes we do have mumbo sauce but here was the ironic piece right mm-hmm. they didn't know the history and I was able to give them the history of how mumbo sauce came to D.C. and how it was originated. And lo and behold, Henry Soul Cafe is the only Black-owned restaurant still standing that was one of the originators of the soul food, I mean, I'm sorry, of the mumbo sauce from the 60s. Wow. Um, 
the other black establishments that that sold the mumbo sauce back in the 60s has has since you know gone and and you know they're not in existence anymore and so just to give you a quick hat um my dad met this guy named mr johnson mr johnson had a uh restaurant uh here in the dmv and back in the early 60s he started making this sauce now back then people would you know after the show you would go you would pay a dollar you get three chicken wings and some french fries <laughs> and put it with some rice and they would put you know because that was that was after the show we're talking about you know u street the bustling u street uh lincoln theater howard theater that's where everybody came to perform if you were a black artist you know you couldn't go everywhere and perform there were only certain areas you could go so that's where your bill cosby's your you know your james browns all them came performing we as black people that's where we went after the show we went to go get us some little chicken wings and 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 they were at back then they would put like ketchup or hot sauce and stuff like that on them so this guy mr johnson he formulated the sauce it was a little sweet a little tangy and he started putting it on on the chicken wings and stuff so instead of people getting hot sauce and ketchup they got his sauce now what he did with that sauce people started saying man i want that sauce what's the name of that sauce and he mumbled. He also stuttered. He mumbled a little bit. And said, man, we just, you know what? We're just going to call it the mumble sauce. We're just going to call it the mumble sauce because you won't never tell us the name. And through black dialect and, you know, wow. we our own spiritual thing, mumble came mumbo. Mm. And you were not a carryout if you didn't have that mumble sauce here in the DMV. And, of course, a lot of Asians own, you know, small, you know, carryouts and, right. and you know, solicit us and so mcdonald's thought it was a chinese thing mm -hmm. until i came along right mcdonald's thought it was you know isolated to you know chinese and isolated and when i came along and gave them the story the history what the sauce should be how it should be i gave them some some depth to what the sauce meant to us as a people to us as an area to right. uh and it brought, it brought validity to what they were trying to produce to the community. Wow. Jermaine, outstanding. Thank you for calling my show. Long overdue. I hope uh, – uh, give me some time, brother, in January. Give me some time, Jermaine. It, I know you're busy. Right. You're probably in that I'll restaurant. Right All you got to do is tell me when. I'm right there for you. <laughs> Thank you, man. I'm so, I'm so appreciative that Abel connected us for this interview. Again, yes, that's Jermaine sir. Smith, Henry Soul Cafe, Washington, D.C. area. Check it out. And we will check him out soon in 2024. Thank you for coming on Money Making Conversation Masterclass, my friend. Thank you. You have a great one. Cool. Again, uh, next week, another new show, another great time. Happy holidays. And I always appreciate you when you listen to my show, Money Making Conversation Masterclass. Bye-bye. Money Making Conversations Masterclass continues online at moneymakingconversations.com. And follow Money Making Conversations Masterclass on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time you stop reading other people's success stories and start writing your own. My name is Ariel. I moved to the U.S. at 19. I spoke no English, and I struggled finding job opportunities. Everything I have, I owe to the Adult Literacy Center and getting my high school diploma at age 22. It was an honor helping you achieve your greatness. Now you're helping others achieve theirs. It inspires me. When you graduate, they graduate. Find free and supportive adult education centers near you at finishyourdiploma.org. Brought to you by Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite. 
I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. Join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. We gather a seasoned elder, myself as the middle generation, and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations, prepare to engage or hear perspectives that literally no one else has had. Listen to a Cross Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Season 9 of Next Question with me, Katie Couric. I've got some big news to share with you in our season premiere featuring the one and only Chris Jenner. Oh my gosh, congratulations. That is very, very exciting. And that's just the beginning. We'll also be joined by podcast hosts Jay Shetty, Hillary Clinton, Renee Fleming, Liz Cheney, and many more. So come on in, take a break from the incessant negativity for a weekly dose of fascinating conversations. Some of them, I promise, will actually put you in a good mood. Listen to Next Question with me, Katie Couric, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.